Yes, my friends, it is LeVac and Gaz. It is a Tech East Tuesday. We are live at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check us out online at tefirewater.com. Uh, instead of being up in the big front room that we enjoy being in so much, uh, we decided to take over the old uh, the executive lounge here at Tech East. Uh, the reason being, the sun is beating down the front of this building, and it was a gajillion degrees in there. Um, it would have been It would have been mildly uncomfortable to say the least, like skinny people were complaining. And I was not lobbing my fat ass in that room. Probably come out in shape, though. Maybe that's what, one of these days we'll have to do that in those like sweatsuits, those those garbage bag suits that wrestlers work out in and just see like how much water we, we lose during the show if we do it up front. It's it's bad. It's 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 aggressive. Uh, but we're here. We're having a fun, uh, fun old uh, election Tuesday uh, here at uh, Tech East. You vote yet? I did vote. I did. I, I also voted. I voted. USA. Yeah. USA. I, ask, USA. Is, did you vote? Okay. Did you vote? I don't. I don't even know who you voted for because I don't want to argue with you. We don't care to be honest. I you know I do, but oh, I don't. Oh. I, I care. I hope that you're voting the way I want you to vote, but that's democracy. If it doesn't go my way, I will be okay. I will. I will continue to try to make the world a better place with one dick joke at a time. Um, <laughs> hi i'm jeff levac and i'd like to be the next governor of new york i don't understand the economy i don't really understand the environment all that much as a matter of fact i have trouble spelling new york sometimes but i'll give you a good dick joke now and again all right that's all i can do for rights and purposes right hail to the queen oh sorry um election day is great election it is you know and it feels a little bit more like election day today because they moved me. Luckily, I looked because like last night I was like, oh, crap, how early do they do the polls open? I couldn't remember. So I'm looking it up and I'm like, wait a minute. Like I went from voting at like um, like a hall. I think it was an Elks Hall. I don't remember which one it is. So now I vote in a church. So like I would have went to the Elks place going, no, I vote here and been like really confused. But luckily I looked. So I, I was a different church and um, different layout, smaller place. Very nice old woman on my way in. My experience is very different from yours. We guys were just telling me about his. Um, I do hate people more though today. <laughs> and I think that's why it's more like a normal election day. Like there's this nice old lady and she's got the cane. She's got that multi. I love it. It's the one that's got like four feet on the one cane so that she's got the stability. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I think that's how I'm going to get down if, if I live that long. Um, and I'm like watching people just whiz by her, like almost like a cartoon to the point where she like looks like she's spinning. You know what I mean? And I get up like, and my whole goal now is to get just enough speed where I can open the door for her, where it's not like awkward where I'm waiting for her and she hurries more. So I was like, oh, she stops. She goes, oh no, you can, you can go. I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, I'm, I'm just looking to open the door for you. She goes, oh, well, you're just moving faster. I mean, I told her, I go, listen, I go, if I move too fast to be polite to you, my mother will rise from the grave, slap the taste out of my mouth, and then neatly put herself back in. 
So she, which she laughed at as well, thank God. And then she goes, do you know where we're going? I'm like, I have no idea. That's the other reason I was hoping to follow you. I was really hoping you knew where you were going. But uh, so that was my, that was my vote. And then I voted uneventful from there on out. Got my sticker. It's on my computer because I'm cool. You had an eventful day. I did too. I mean, I kind of wish I hung out with that old lady though. She sounded a lot more <laughs> like nice. A nice old lady. She was. I had this lady. She did not offer me a hard candy. And I thought that would, that would have been a thing, but no. No. The lady in front of us was only like four or five people deep. Little too comfortable with a two-year-old, like to the point where after we were done, I'm like, did we know her? Like, Wait. we know she's not related to us, but she was. Did she know she's not related to Rex? Yeah, a little too <laughs> comfortable. She didn't touch him, luckily. Oh, yeah. And then we had the screaming protester for the first time in 15 years. Levac, a screaming 70-year-old, all 90 pounds and 70 years old, over 60 inches of sizzle. Five feet of fury, <laughs> screaming about politicians in her pocket, and she doesn't care if she gets arrested today. Great, yeah, cool. and and it is it does feel like a very passionate election, but I'm I'm seeing like the results. It doesn't look as many people are voting. So no. uh, you know, whatever it, it is, what it is. Uh, a voted. lot going on in the capital city today. Yeah, the capital district. Yes, Albany, New York. Can yes, we, can we start with? I guess we're on the home of the Albany Empire. Yes, of uh, huge news. Sam Castronova, yeah, with the Albany Empire. This is huge because there has been some rumors out there to his credit that there were going to be some other leaks. And this could still happen, by the way. Again, this is November of 2022. He's, still, he's in the XFL draft. Pool. Exactly. So you beat me to it. The XFL draft pool, there's a possibility that things can change and Sam can make different decisions. But the news that the quarterback of the Empire who led them to a championship this past season has agreed to return to the franchise for their foreseeable futures. So the way I'm going to tag that. Huge news here for the Capitol region, seeing him come back. Yeah, um, and <laughs> how do I put this mildly? I'm, I'm always happy for Sam. I think he's one of the greatest guys. Uh, very big Sam Castronova fan. Um, I remember last year it was him and Mike Faithful, and you know Faithful was and, and Coach Manas at the time said it was a quarterback. They were gonna they were competition. Um, he was gonna use two quarterbacks. All these things. Well, you had the guy with the UCLA cred, and 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 he had been on you know championship teams stuff like that, and he had already been here once before and faithful. The media obviously gravitated to him, um, and I just remember at the media day that you helped me out with over at Apex, going to Casanova and going, "Hey, do you want do you want to talk to any? Like, do you want media? Like, I don't want to bother you if you don't, but I would I'd, I'd love to make you available." He's like, "If somebody really wants to talk to me, so be it." And then he pulled me close and he goes, "Feels like it's Mike's day though, so I'm good." And I was like, that was like, that was one of those things where I just, I think he's a real good dude. I think he's a stand-up dude, amazing athlete. Um, and I, I, for the capital region, I hope that he does not get the XFL for him. If he does great for him, but I really, for the cap region, for my home, uh, I don't want to see him go. By the way, for our visual audience, we did not time it up that yeah. perfectly where the glamour shot of Castro was behind us, in between us, while we started that conversation. Somebody might have caught that. No, we did not do that on purpose. That <laughs> no, is incredible. We're not that, that is we're incredible that, that worked that way. We're not that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy that he's coming back because I like that underdog story he had. And just time in and time out, he proved to people how good he could be. Yes, I will be uh put in that media section because i talked to mike and mike's a good player and yeah. i let sam castronova who ended up having the best story i think of 2022 in all of the albany sports world this year go by and i hope that's not lost here in november that that's the best sports story in my opinion locally this entire year is sam castronova's journey to the championship that's one of my favorite like the faithful thing is always one of my favorite like recreations of history 
because you know that I, I made a very big deal about Mike Faithful's arm talent. And people were like, yeah, arm talent, whatever. No, 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 no. He's, he's still, he threw for 300 yards in that game that we lost that he played in. He, is, he has probably, I would put him towards the top arm talent in all of, of arena football. Sam Castronova has the wheels plus the arm talent. Like he's got, he's, he's that dual threat that, that was needed for the empire last year. And it was really cool. You showed this to me. I've seen this out there as well. Don't tell I, people about that. I rarely, I rarely give, I don't think I've ever mentioned this other media company, my name on the air, but I'll give them credit for this. Cause it was okay. really cool what they did. Uh, two buttons deep had a post about Thomas Rhett's hometown tour. And they asked who's the hometown team in Albany. And I would say from the comments, I read the Albany empire overwhelmingly. Oh, you know what? It was the river rats. That. Okay. Yes, you are correct. It's the River Rats, which kind of pissed me off. I did right? not think they you were going even... to. They don't exist. That actually got me mad. I didn't think I was going to go there because that didn't count in my right. brain that the River Rats were going to win. I actually was pissed off at two buttons deep for doing the thing. It's smart. It's a good post. Easy it's engagement. A, yeah, yeah. It's 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 what it, it's what you need to do. But it's just like I'm sitting there watching the people, and I, I know people pine away over over River Rats. Let me just tell you something. Let me help you guys out. Here on, on election Tuesday, okay, that's when we're doing this. If you fake fucking fans had gone to those games the way you go to the internet, we would still have a hockey team. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. We need a hockey team. How many games did you go to? I didn't go to the games. <laughs> what about the River yeah. Rats? Yeah. Again, I would love to have a hockey team here. It's not my thing. I like the Thunder. We go up, we check them out once in a while. It's great. It's only a couple minutes up the Northway. I would love for the MVP arena to have lacrosse, basketball, football, hockey, all the th- indoor f- soccer. I don't give a shit. Everything. Have all the things. You didn't go. I was running the radio station when you were here. And I remember having many conversations with them saying, you really should stop airing the game because no one goes to your game. <laughs> I know they listen to it on the radio because I get complaints if something goes wrong on it, but no one goes. So, again, if you want to be a River Rats fan, so be it. You didn't go. It did bother me that that was getting a lot of traction because it seemed as if some people posting were just uneducated about the sports world. But I brought that up because the Empire got love, and then that picture is out there, Thomas Rhett with the Empire jersey on. <laughs> yeah, so it looked yeah. like he had already picked who the hometown yeah, he, team and he's was. Such a, and you know what, Rhett? I'm on to you, too. All right? I saw your comment in there where you started talking about the River Rats. Oh, he got in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, either him or whatever intern handles his social media oh. talking about the River Rats, too. You just counted up the comments. You commented on the comments because guess what? You didn't get a River Rats jersey. You know why? They ain't here. You know where you, you can find the River Rats mascot? He works for the Valley Cats now, okay? <laughs> they're dead. Yeah. You hear me? <laughs> and they're not coming back. <laughs> I would love it. I, I just it, It's just not. Nobody goes. That's I think it. it might be one of those where there's just too many games and there becomes lethargy, I guess. I don't know. I know people love hockey in this area. I know they go see the Thunder. They support the Thunder in, in, in droves. Awesome crowd. Really fun crowd up there. You, you didn't go. You didn't go. You didn't write it on the internet all you freaking want. You didn't go. I feel like there might even be a banner out here for this. This is a good segue, though, if we're talking right. Albany Capital Region Sports. A lot's happened and happening this week, maybe more so than any other week of the whole By the year. Way, welcome back, Sam Castro. We got yes, thank you. Yes. Sam, We just, I just segue into this because uh, we, I think we'd be reminisced. That's not the right term, but I'm going to skip over that. Remiss. I'm going to that. Thank Remiss. you. Uh, what's going on with the Albany Firewolves? There's a report here locally uh, that George Manius, who 
used to be your job, the Albany Empire president. Then that's, he not, took, that's Matt Woods' job. Matt Woods' job. All right, I don't have, a, right, job. I don't have a, a job right now. I guess that doesn't even work that way because it's different ownership. Held the title is the better way to phrase yeah, that. that's right. Uh, George was the Empire, Scranton, uh, Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, doing stuff for the Albany Firewalls, the president in that role, and then now is resigning December 1st. Yes. I know you guys are neighbors in the – I'd like uh, to consider us friends. Friends, yeah. MVP Arena. You guys yeah. share office well, and, space and you know, stuff like that. Is that how well, you do know, it? Well, you know, George and I became friends yeah. when we worked, we worked for him the first iteration of the Empire as an on-field guys. Um, he then worked for us as the head of sales over at the old radio company. And that's right, sales. You worked for me, bitches. Um, <laughs> and then when he got the Firewolves, I was with the Empire. So we've, we've worked together a lot. I uh, did unfriend me on Facebook, which I found odd. Ooh, yeah, um, Jamie and Christian, former Siena Saints yeah, coach style yeah, with us. Ooh, weird. Okay. I don't I don't know why he would do that. But have you um, talked to him? Just a couple quick texts. Okay. Uh, so he let myself and Mike Corda, owner of uh, the Empire and Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal, uh, with a new with a brand new and just reimagined construction department. We even do roofing now, by the way. We're here for you. Um, he let us know the night before, hey, this is coming out tomorrow. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. And then didn't talk to him for a couple of days. Text him today. I was just like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Good. And he's like, yeah, out of town, man. I'll call you when I get back into town. So he he's he has effectively, he's resigning. Um, his number two, who they, who he just brought in, or I can't think of the guy's Pareka? name. I, I, that's a great, Maybe, yeah. that's a, that's a, a great restaurant in uh, Schenectady. <laughs> um, I love I love Parekas and more Parekas. Um, he's going to be taking over. But it's it, it is the timing is odd. And then not actually having a conversation with George as to exactly what has happened is a little odd. My guess would be though, if you're if you're a hockey fan, maybe keep an eye on where George lands next, because he's the only thing I can think of that he would willingly leave the Firewolves for would be to launch. He's a hockey guy at heart. Um, I could see him going to work for a hockey team. Interesting. Like if there was ever a chance of a hockey team being in the Capital Region, that's the guy who would bring it to you, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, though it's very odd timing. It's very and though like the the lack of communication has me curious as to what's going on. But uh, firewalls under new management. Yeah, we're, we're going to say again that's not a report. That's speculating. It, journalistic integrity. We're throwing out the window here. We have nothing on record to report. No, we, it is under new management. We just don't know what what yeah, George is doing. Next. Yeah, I'll talk about okay. your hockey potential thing because that makes a ton of sense. Because we just did a whole hockey segment. There's clearly some interest from people. Uh, the MVP arena, I'm sure, would love to have teams back in that spot. The tough part is that the AHL right now, I don't know what city they would take because Utica's taken Binghamton right. and Binghamton had taken Albany. I don't know where the city is going to come from and what's going to be the sell to get it back. But like you said, the connection here's now that she's brought up hockey, there's two things that jump out to me. Obviously, here's another yeah. reason. Here's another reason I know that you guys wouldn't have supported the River Rats. The guy who loves hockey more than anybody I know launched a football and a lacrosse team. You know that Danbury Trashers movie? Like that's gonna oh, get yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a part of me. Again, we're doing by the way, you know that's what Sopranos is that is based on that. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Reckless speculation. Ah, reckless speculation. That I wonder if George would be interested in that. I don't know where Danbury mass comparison to Albany, New York is. I guess it's less than three hours away. If it's on ice, he would like it. Better. Yeah. Uh that's one thing I thought about. The second one I thought about is I just recently watched the 30 for 30 and it took me about a week, but it was worth it. 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. of, of the fate of the sport. The story about the PLL. Yeah. So the premier lacrosse league and the major league lacrosse league. And we're talking about indoor lacrosse. So maybe the 
recency bias was in my head where I wondered, okay, if George was with the indoor lacrosse league and sees that the PLL at least is getting these TV rights, partnering with LeBron James on a 30 for 30 and everything else. Is there an executive spot or another lacrosse spot opening for him that he thought's better for his career? Again, recency bias, journalist integrity out the window, you and I knowing George personally, it would seem as if something may have popped up. I don't think um, it's an Albany thing. I don't the, know if it's, I don't know. Well, you bring it, and you actually did spur a little bit of a thought. If you remember correctly, 2018, he was the president slash COO of the Empire. 2019, he actually transitioned into um, an AFL job. He was still overseeing the Empire, like, like from a farther away. He was launching new teams. That was his job. So maybe that's, that could be a thing. You know, maybe he is. Maybe the NLL has moved him up to go to go launch new teams. You never know. It's it's George. I'm not. I could show up at Tech East tomorrow. And he if he was helping got a house with fire damage, I would not be shocked. <laughs> it's you know it's what George 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 beats marches to the beat of his own drum. So uh, Ryan McCarthy, our number one listener, uh, Utica has a ten year agreement with the New Jersey Devils, the only team I could possibly see relocating. Their AHL franchise are the Rangers and the Islanders. Now, you want me to show up? Give me a Rangers team. That would be, I would go to those. I do have to buy a Rangers jersey. I forgot. <sighs> I made a deal. I made a deal. I'd buy one. I got to get one. Um, I don't know. And, and, that, and, and as Guy said, that's just reckless speculation. Like, what's going on with George? Just because when he made that move to the league, he didn't make a big deal of it. So the fact that this press release is out there, he must find it beneficial or the team must find it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, it's definitely, it's piqued our curiosity. It has, especially with the marketing influence. And the unfriending me on Facebook. And that too. What what we can find out happens over the next few months. Okay, so we've I got. Mean, I know I haven't done a lot of material on Facebook lately, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I, it's, I'm very busy. We've got NAL news, election news. Yeah. We have. Indoor lacrosse news. Okay. You would think that would be it. All no, week. no. We have the return of the Albany Cup this weekend at MVP Arena. The Siena Saints, the U Albany Great Danes. I feel like you and I, from a local standpoint, I felt like at times we were, maybe not the best analogy, but in the trenches with this. Yeah. And now when we kind of take a step back, and by that phrase, maybe for people who don't know what we're talking about there, you and I had an interview, U Albany and Siena coaches all the time. Right, right. And not just over the phone in person well, and the ADs and the ADs. So it's like, Oh, who are you rooting for? Albany or Siena, Levac and Goss? Who are you well, picking? Where, where's well, that, the show? That's if we were lucky enough to get the, the, those weren't that awkward for me, because you know, me, my loyalty lied with whoever would give me the honorary degree, the honorary <laughs> doctorate, um, whichever one would have given me the honorary doctorate. I would have gotten a tattoo of, of their, of their school logo. And that I would become the biggest fan they ever had. Uh, Dargenio at, at Siena and Benson at Albany, um, I don't know, either too scared to unleash that kind of greatness on the world or uh, or just maybe they didn't have the power. You know, maybe they, maybe I overestimated their power. I don't know what Fear, it was. Fear, maybe. Right, so that's how I always got around that one. When you and I used to get the most crap is usually it was you who would do it is when it wasn't happening. And you would ask each one of them every time they were in there, like the interview's done. They th- Will Brown thinks he skated. He's out of there. You know, you know. Wayne Killings, everybody, everybody thinks they're safe. All of a sudden, guys, goes, hey, one more question. Dad. What about the Albany Cup? And they're like, yeah, I got him, no! Um, and now they've, you know, they've agreed to it. They're doing it. 
this is going to be a this is going to be a fun game. So this is the MVP arena. This is going to be your if I'm not mistaken, this will be your first chance to see the brand new Jumbotron being installed today. Oh, that's a little that's a little sneak yeah. peek. I did not hear yeah. the Jumbotron report. Cool. Yeah. So they're going to have um, the I don't think the ribbon board will be up yet. So brand new 360 degree ribbon board around the inside of the arena. But the new improved larger Jumbotron is is uh, is going. I believe it's going in today. So just uh, you'll be the first to see the new tech that the MVP arena is putting in since it became the MVP arena. I like it. That is really cool stuff. I like that, huh? I I like that apples. I'm interested in what it's going to feel like, not from a media sign, because I know every single media, I think UAlbany is going to win. No, they're not. Sienna's going to win by like 20. I think Sienna's going to smoke him. Uh, I'm curious to see how the reaction is, if it's still a strong, intense rivalry like it was with Coach Jimmy Patsos and Coach Will Brown because that was intense. Like you could feel it. Yeah. I don't think Jimmy Patsos well, and Will Brown liked each other, and I you could think, feel it on I don't the think sidelines. They anybody? No. <laughs> Patsos liked you until you told him no. Mm-hmm. Will likes likes me. I don't know about no. He liked else. me too. I, I don't think he. I think he's you competitive. Patroon's coach. Will That's Brown. right. I think yeah. he's competitive. There's nothing wrong with being competitive. I think he's competitive. Well, then, like a lot of interviewers, Will Brown was the master of the over answer. <laughs> I heard somebody else talking about this on another sports channel. I don't remember what I was listening to. It might have even been Stern who was talking about it. Like people who answer questions for a really long time. No, you know what? It was uh, it was Boomer and Gio. They were talking about uh, Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman also over answers so that you can't get another question in. Well, like y- you learn right away if you're going to interview Will Brown, and I love Will. You do not ask him how he's doing because he'll take three minutes to answer that because he knows you only got ten. and if i can get if i can if i can eat up your time with these softballs then you don't get time to ask me what's the next albany cup when's this what's the hardest thing about being the patroons coach like you know coach patsos the same way he was like i remember you guys used to warn me like he's a roller coaster just be prepared you're gonna get two questions and and then jimmy and christian yeah you had jump that was the thing with patsos you just had to jump in yeah yeah jamie and christian was very gauged dancers. I liked him. I was that upset me when he stopped being our friends. It was a wild scenario with George Washington and then like recruiting and just his whole career has been an interesting one to follow. But anyways, back to the Albany I Cup. I stopped following. I, do I not like him now? Do you do something bad? I, I think he's going to. I think he might have gotten canned from George Washington okay. actually last year. I don't care about that. That yeah. rivalry of Siena U Albany, I hope that is still there because locally, when you take something away for a long time, the hope is that, hey, it's been gone for a while. Now that it's back, people are going to appreciate it more. I hope that's the case Saturday night, that we see an intense rivalry. The students are there. Remember the most recent Albany-Siena game that was at Seth Q Arena was on Thanksgiving break. Right. So the fans and the students kind of weren't there. We hope that this comeback is going to live up to the hype that people like me have been trying to get back the whole way through. But I, again, believe that Siena is going to destroy you, Albany, because – you Albany is at a point in their program right now where there is so much change. Yeah. Because you had Dwayne Killings come in. I wanted to put that in. Killings Lee, hello, TK, here I am. <laughs> uh, he came in that year one, and then it's a bunch of transfers, and the transfer portal is a whole new world. And then now his entire assistant coaching staff is gone. Right. There was all that. There was drama last year there. And much love to Coach Burke at Skidmore. They should have beaten you Albany in gotcha. that matchup. They barely lost. And Skidmore's got a 6'11 kid playing D3. Okay. Uh, Sienna should beat you, Albany. I hope it's a close game. I hope the rivalry's there. I'm a little concerned it's not going to live up to the hype. I know though. there's, I know there's, so I think one of the things that hurts the rivalry is, is that Dwayne Killings and, and Carm are, they're nice guys. 
So like like Carm's, Coach Carm's a little more of a he's a little more gruff. You know, what I mean, he he's ca- a hoops guy who doesn't. He, he catches the wrong time. He's getting you asking the wrong thing at the wrong time. He, he won't let you know. Yeah, it's like he's back in the uh, old European court. So he wants to throw a bow and not get away right. with it. Yeah, Coach Coach Killings is just extremely professional and forward and friendly. Yeah, both very professional, a little more friendly. They're so nice to each other. Like everybody's so respectful to each other. I will tell you a little more, a little more insider information. I'm probably not supposed to give this out. Luckily, nobody watches this crap. Um, well, that guy's live at Tech East on a Tuesday. Look left, look right. There's no one there. Um, behind the scenes, it is definitely cantankerous. It is details. It is it, it, like, like it's one of those ones where people are walking through, and I'm not going to say which sides because I'm not going to get that. Ooh. But people are walking through and going, oh, no, you said you promised we would use this and not this and this and this. Like it's, they're, they're making sure like there was an agreement put in place to bring this back the right way, and you're going to do it. We're talking infrastructure here. We're yeah. talking seating. We're yeah. talking banner placement, ad placement. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it is definitely like if this is a neutral game, it's a neutral game. And that's that's kind of what's going on from my understanding behind the scenes. I would love for it to be a final. Yeah, luckily, no one's fucking. This is just like speaking in the air. I think it really. Here, here let me do the show now. <laughs> Hey everybody! I hope, hope you enjoyed today's show. If, if Sienna, if Sienna destroys U Albany, that's kind of how it was twenty years ago when U Albany was on its way up in the mid two thousand tens. The teams with Peter Hooley and more. Mm. That's when U Albany fan could stand up and say the reason it went away was because Sienna fan realized we were better. Right. And I think there might have been some truth to that. Now it's coming back, and if Sienna smokes them by 15 points, that's not good for the rivalry. I hope that's not the case. Good, a great game. Saturday's packed, by the way, because you have that and the bro show. So two really bro show. There you go. It's a great event going on on Saturday. The bro show first over at Rivers, and I'm bringing the Graces with me, the Empresses. Nice. Yeah, don't don't ask people. Are like people might start to do math on how much time I'm spending with with certain places and not others, (laughs) and you're not you're not missing it. it's there. <laughs> Keep digging. And so the Empress I hear Brandon Cisse might very well be on scene for from two to four. Bucky fucking Dent is gonna be there while I'm there. And I do have a room because I'm I'm not not fucking leaving. <laughs> That's gonna be an amazing event. Leave. I don't know. If, I, there's some part of it that wants to do a show. We'll figure that out. We'll just keep your eyes on social media. Come on, I'm hanging on the room. Hello, hello. I'm a, well because I'm thinking too, like part of like the beauty of it being like all Saturday. Like, if there's a, like, I'll go around, I'll do whatever. There's the mullet competition on Sunday, I believe. But, like, I was just, you know, maybe I'll just go hang in the sports book. Maybe I'll just hang in the sports book. I'll get a little downtime. Okay. You know, hey, hey, all right, good for you guys. I'm going to go watch Michigan. Going, going the other thing. So, the bro show is at Rivers and Schenectady. Tempted to answer that. And there's also a place called Mohawk Honda that you can visit on Saturday. Let me see. Wait, let me see that. What's that calling you right there? Uh-oh, don't answer that. Uh, there's also <laughs> a place called Mohawk Honda that you can visit this Saturday so you can get yourself a new vehicle. Mohawk Honda wants to get you a new ride as we get closer and closer to 2023. Just text my guy, John, today. He is the man. If you've been maybe putting something off service-wise on your vehicle into November 2022 when you should have done it at least six to nine months earlier, don't worry. Mohawk Honda will help you find exactly what you're looking for and to make those things fixed in your vehicle that you shouldn't have put off and waited. And then told your husband to take care of it because he thinks he knows something about cars when he does it. You know, we don't have to get too specific about it. Mohawk Honda will help she you. She knows that you know John yeah. and everybody over at Mohawk Honda. Right. Yeah. That's what she knows. And then if she knows if she decides that she wants to go to the other part of the Mohawk family, 
get herself another Chevrolet, she call Uncle Jeff. He'll take care of it. That's right. Because those are my people over there, Mr. Andy Geltry and everybody. She will call. By you. the way, I've been hitting Andy up for a lot of favors. So if we could go ahead and get a car bought. All right. I, Andy's getting a little sick of my phone calls lately. I hope that my wife calls you LeVac and not Uncle Jeff all of a sudden. That would be. Well, when you're not around, okay. she calls me Daddy. Oh, is that weird? Wow, that is very weird. <laughs> That is, I don't know how to read. Mohawk Honda. I want to slap you, but I also, it's too, it's too close to the machinery, and I'm doing a nice, wonderful sponsor promotion. I want to get physical. She doesn't. She she calls me LeVac. No, LeVac, you guys. Live from Mohawk Honda Thursday, November 17th. Maybe for the last very, time ever, if we're not very busy. dead by then. Very busy. Mohawk Honda. When they, you get oh, there, I'll be at your house. Always go out of the way to please you. Scott, <laughs> real <laughs> weird actually you, come yeah, on well, there we go there. <laughs> that's my physical assault on you during the show i wish i had some terrible things <laughs> um no uh i just it, like, you know that if i was going to uh if i was going to journey into your family oh i would go after the uh i'd go after your sister-in-law's family. oh okay that's i love your wife much better. tall beautiful woman very smart you're you're lucky to have her but i would never do that to you now, the friends with benefits crew that I don't understand why they're not on Godzilla Media. I don't understand that. Download that podcast. Oh, follow God, that on Instagram. Guys, sit up for a second. Guys's sister in law, one of them, like, many, many of them have worked in Vegas. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, and how you don't, he never brings them around us ever. Ridiculous. Friends That's why them. I have to make these jokes about your beautiful wife because you, I want you to distract me with the others. Three, two of them are singles now. I think just two left hello. in the market now. So, hello, ladies. Friends with Benefits Podcast. Follow them on Instagram. Speaking of beautiful women, Cindy Martin says hello. She texted me today. Shout out to Cindy. Doing big things. She's trying to me. buy your house. Sell your house. That, again, shout out to Cindy. Doing great things. And, uh, Corey, <laughs> speaking of not so beautiful ladies. Corey, hi, guys. So, our crew is, uh, is hanging. We're ready to go. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I don't think I've ever. I think it's the first time I've actually made you angry with the wife. It was just so quick. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me daddy. Uh, let's do an NFL rapid recap here. Let's talk about games that happened in the week that was the NFL. I, I know there was another banner up there. Up? I I it's know. down there somewhere. NFL Wait. recap. Did I not put it in? I don't know. I'll find. It's, I'll just, it's just yeah. NFL recap week nine. Let's talk about the games. I have this game listed on the top. We're going to recap week nine, the headlines, the things that made us wonder. Let's start with the New York teams, okay? Let's start with the Bills and the Jets. If we want to sit longer on this one, we can because it's the New York teams. The New York Jets, 20 to 17 winners. I like that. 20 to 17 winners (laughs) over the Buffalo Bills Levesque. I will come out with a hot take, and you give me all the analysis you want from this game. Mark it down. Go to Rivers. Bet it. Okay. The New York Jets are a playoff team. The New York Jets are going to the playoffs. I told you on Sunday, if they went out right, they're doing it. They look like a playoff team. One of the biggest wins in 10-plus years for the Jet franchise this past Sunday. The two story points that uh, that come out of this game for me, because you're right, the Jets, the coaching is solid. The defense is playing great. The offense is okay. I mean, it, you see Wilson and Wilson starting to, to vibe together, but that's about it, you know, if, without all those running backs. Um, Josh Allen had the quote of the year for me. Uh, it's tough to win in this league when you're playing a good team and your QB plays like shit. <laughs> I thought that was like, it's, if it's I didn't great. already think he was amazing right there, boom. Problem is 
UCL. He might. Do we know by now? Do we know Conflicting yet? Conflicting reports about that UCL. That's like the Tommy John scary three letters you don't want to hear. I've heard reports that he's going to play Sunday. I've heard reports he's out for a month. So it is very much conflicting. I can't read. What does that say? Ryan McCarthy, recap me harder, Daddy. <laughs> the worst part is I can see him saying it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like I wish you could like voice it into the show and just hear Ryan drop. That is a drop. Uh yeah. So the Bills. <laughs> I don't think they took the Jets for granted. I think the Jets were a better team throughout that entire game. New York was more balanced. Um, the early, Wilson- early Josh Allen was just obviously the best player on the field. Yeah. But when he hurt his elbow and you saw it, where they were checking it after the throw and everything, it, it did it changed the game quite a bit. You and I were sitting next to each other watching this game together. There were some plays with Josh Allen, the one in particular, the touchdown run, where there's no wide receivers, <laughs> no running backs. Allen's yeah. just like, I'm going. Right. 40 yard touchdown, nobody yeah. around and running people over. And it was either it was either a super awkward looking naked bootleg, or like you said, he just went, Oh, the play's over there. I see a lot of green. I'm going. Yeah. It's uh Jets are good. I I, I don't love I still don't love the quarterback play. Um with the injury to 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 Brees Hall. I, there's a lot of problems. I got a, I got a lot of problems with that team, but they're on their way. They're definitely on their way. Definitely the worst game Josh Allen's played all season, even though he made some nice plays in that first half. Sauce Gardner, I know it's like so easy to give him the hype because he's he's good. He, he deserves it. There you go. Like he's, he brings the hype good to himself. And he tells you how good he is. There you go. Um, the one thing I will I will say that defense is is, is one you don't want to play where they have a bye week and then it's the Pats. So win that game, regardless of how you win it, because nobody's better at winning ugly than the Pats. Beat the Pats now. And then I will shut the F up and tell you it doesn't matter how your quarterback plays. <laughs> I want to make sure I got this right, too. The Jets right now are tied for the most wins in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, but still them, them, the Bills, and Chiefs and Ravens all across. Yeah. Uh, let's, go, Raiders. That's, let's go to the Chargers and the Falcons 20-17 to 17 final in this one. We thought Atlanta might be able to take the next step as the top team in the NFC South. They're no longer in first place, and the Chargers continue to be a team you don't want to wager on. By the way, Chargers and Falcons, maybe that's the battle of who you don't want to wager on. I think right. that was a push, by the way, at the end, too. They did everything they could to lose this game, both teams. I think this is, uh, I've summed this one up as the who to fuck are these guys? Because even the way the game ends is so weird that I still don't know who's better, who the better team is. Like the, uh, Austin Eckler, he fumbles, but then they get the ball, but he didn't fumble, but then they fumble, and there's a, it's just insanity. And then ultimately the Chargers kick the field goal, win this thing 20 to 17. But, like, if you told me they were going to play this game 10 times and, and Chargers win five, Falcons win five, I, I'd be fine. I would completely believe that. It's weird because the Chargers don't feel like a disappointment, but you just think there they should are. be more. Yeah, right. There should be more out of that well, franchise. Well, like, Justin Herbert is, like, the definition of, wow, that guy's really special. And now when he's not really special, everybody's just kind of dying on that hill anyway. He's just an average-looking quarterback at this point. Now, is that an offensive thing? Is that a coaching thing? Is that is he just in a slump? Like, I I don't know. But right now, he is not the the world burner that we were told he would be. Definitely not. Even though the LA Chargers still in playoff contention for sure in the oh, AFC, uh, you nailed this one. Thirty-five, thirty-two. You said a lot of points were coming in Dolphins Bears. It was slow. Moving. Something right. It was slow moving at first too. Justin Fields. I know it's a losing effort. But I want to make sure I find the stat involving Fields and how much better he has played since October. Came on to this calendar, especially he's a freak. So just just to tell you about this game, this game he had. Um, let me. This is what my point was: two through for three hundred two yards, three touchdowns. He's not the story. Wins the game, not the story. Justin Fields, one hundred twenty three passing yards, three touchdowns, 
178 rushing yards and a touchdown. <laughs> like Tyreek Hill had 100 something yards, 170 yards in the air and, and receiving. And not the story. The story is Justin misses fields. Best cookies you ever had. So more rushing yards this season than Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Austin Eckler, Alvin oh. Kamara, Leonard Fordette, Najee Harris. Together. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that would be a stat. Like, that would be. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that would be impressive. I would be like over the moon on that one. No, he's. And, and the thing is, like, he is the kind of he is the kind of player that you can see the confidence building. And as the confidence builds, he's getting he's getting better. Um, so that like, and obviously like, oh, you know, really you get confident when you play better, but it's, I'm, I went from thinking that Justin Fields was a bust, another just Ohio state bust, bust die, which is, I'm sorry, that sounds way dirtier than I meant it to, um, to like, you know, now with the right system, the right players around him, who knows what he could end up being. He's playing special. Playing really well. Eber flutes out there in Chicago. The difference in this, yeah. and you mentioned a lot of stuff for Miami, they're just a better team right now, top to bottom. Like, they're a more aggressive, better roster. Yeah, just Miami's a better team. They got that win. A tough Chicago defense team. Be better, though. Yes, should. That Dolphins sure. defense is going to let them down, too. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> my favorite stat of the day at, like, Sunday night, I'm I'm almost done with all football. Like I can't. I'm, I've lost so much effing money this weekend, bet responsibly, whatever. That I'm just pissed off, and I see the stat of the Dolphins have not lost a game that Tua has started and finished. So if Tua starts a game and plays all the way through, Dolphins are unbeaten. There it is. <laughs> what a stat! It's incredible. It, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's if he gets hurt and he goes out, like if you're another team, you better put, you better put the dude Tua on the sideline because if not, you're gonna lose. We had a few quarterbacks take the field for the Panthers. PJ Walker, yeah. Baker Mayfield. He yeah. came out there. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, 42-21 winners over Carolina. No Jamar Chase. Hey, let's high five each other on this one. Because we both said, I believe this game would be over at 145, and it was over at 145. Cincinnati destroyed Carolina. Joe Mixon, five fucking touchdowns. Faced him in two leagues. Oh, no. I faced him <gasps> in two leagues. Four on the ground, one receiving. Joe Mixon had a day. Had a day. Five touchdowns for Joe Mixon. Best fantasy football performance of I any went player. I 0-3 this weekend, by the way. Oh, uh, you played Joe Mixon twice. You got an yeah, excuse yeah. this week. The other one I had no excuse except for the fact my team sucks. Cincinnati is going to be battling for the top of that AFC North and definitely looks like the team that won the AFC last season. Carolina is trying their best to get that number one draft pick. Although they now have competition, we will get to that team in a second. We thought it'd be the Lions, <sighs> but it's not. 15-9, to they defeat the Green Bay Packers. That line stunk. It felt weird. Detroit did enough. That's the way I'll phrase this one as well, because that was a brutal game to watch. No action, not a lot of points. Holy hell, did Green Bay get bad fast. Detroit, the defense played good enough. Aaron Rodgers is done, right? Toast. Over. Toast. It's over for Mr. Hiawaska. Got his money, and he's going to be saying thank you very much. Off to go smoke the pay. You wouldn't, you wouldn't put love in, though, would you? You wouldn't, ooh. you wouldn't put Jordan Love in, would you? It feels. I saw people calling for him. Oh, man. It feels more like, I know Aaron Jones got hurt in this game, I believe, as well, too. If yeah. he didn't get hurt, he didn't play well. He had to get taken off the field. He was that bad. I think he got hurt. He got hurt. Uh, yeah, I don't think it could be Love. 
it feels like there's a lot more to that Packer team that they went all in on Rodgers and thought we're going to make one more run at it, and he's not the same player. Well, and his deal uh, is set up where it's so guaranteed. That I think next year is he's like a ninety plus million dollar dead cap. So the question becomes, is because I I don't see him. I don't see Aaron Rodgers gracefully bowing out. Do you continue to try to build a team that can win around him, or do they do they make changes because of him? Like, does a guy like LaFleur, does he lose his job because Aaron Rodgers has lost it? And, like, well, we, I can fire you, and I have to pay you a couple years of, like, 5 to $6 million a year. I get rid of Rodgers. That's $100 million down the toilet. I can't imagine they're going to get rid of LaFleur because he's been historically good to start his career. Green Bay has to look at themselves, management, GM, president, ownership, which is choppy because it's publicly owned, and say, how many years in a row? Did you say you were going to get Aaron Rodgers targets? How many years? This was your year to do it. You right. took a kid from North Dakota State in the second round. Aaron Jones is fine. He's from UTEP. They could have let him walk and go get somebody else. Right. You thought Alan Lazard. You had every, big, bad Bob Tanyan. You had all these opportunities, even if the trade deadline, right. and you didn't do it. Um, we got to teach our boy Cam something. It's the Cam. Guys, don't make fun of me. I already got harassed by Jets fans enough. He's a big Bills fan, big Josh Allen fan. Cam. I wouldn't have made fun of you. You just told me. You basically told me to make fun of you. Like, Kim, you don't do that. I'm going to give you a pass because I love you, brother. But you don't do that. You literally just said to me, hey, I don't know if you've noticed me over here, but you haven't abused me yet, okay? Like, <laughs> listen, I'm, 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 I'm with the Bills. Unless, unless Helen's elbow needs surgery because Gaza's boyfriend, Case Keenum, ain't taking you to the promised land. I, I stand to lose quite a bit of money. I bet them to win it all. I'm that dumb, okay? Don't don't ever point out to someone, hey, you haven't picked on me yet. Don't pick on me is by saying pick on me. That's what it is. Throw don't something at me. Hit me. Right. Hit me. Hey, don't do this. Okay, now we're going to do it. Giving yeah. people reason to criticize you. That's the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. As uh, the Colts lost to the Patriots 26-3. Can't wait. We, wait. we can talk about the game. I feel like the game has now been overshadowed about what's going on in Indy. Frank right now yeah. out is the team's head coach. And the new head coach is Jeff Saturday. Vac, I'll let you lead off with this interesting the worst development. Thing, the, 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 the worst thing about it is the Colts are just bad. They're just bad. Like 26-3, you get sacked nine times. It's Ellinger, right? I mean, I don't even know who it is. Is Texas back? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's on his back. <laughs> nine times you get sacked. 26-3, you lose. He, the guy, Frank Reich, here's, here's the question. And I would love, now that he's not, like, those people can't hurt you anymore. Okay, you're free now. You're away. Did you pick all those quarterbacks? Like, once you lost Andrew Luck, did you? Were you the one who said, I want Phillip Rivers? Okay, Phillip Rivers, I thought maybe there was a little toothpaste less in that tube. I thought maybe, just maybe. And then Carson Wentz? And then, and, then, and then Matt Ryan? Was that you? Because if that was you, you deserve what's happening. If you picked one of them, if you said, you know what, I think Wentz could work. He's my dude. We work together well. I might forgive you. If you picked all of them, you deserve what you got. <coughs> Jeff Saturday, as a guy who's been referred to as Jeffy Saturday for my great work on the field for the uh, Empire in the past, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you, I mean, you better make this work. Otherwise, you and Jim Ursay look like you're just cutting up lines of Adderall. And you're like, you know what would be funny? I should be that. Like, no, you should. And then it was too late. It's fine. So Frank Wright is 40, 29, and 1. As the head coach of the Colts, with those quarterbacks, he listed off not adding Hoyer and Jacoby Brissett, who was very much younger at the start of his career there for Indy. 
it is. Which, by the way, Brissett was maybe the best quarterback he had. Yes, when you look back at what they ran the is. damn ball. What happened with Indy and the Andrew Luck retirement, they never as a franchise got over it. I know Jim Irsay brought it up in the press conference. People thought that was an easy way out. He's like, I've never had a quarterback retire mid-career, mid-season on me. You're not throwing shade. You could have just said his right. name. Like, we're not right. guessing at this point. He did it in August. And we have to go back, I think, in history, too, of the Frank Wright setup, right? Because Luck retires in August, and everyone thought that Colt team would be the worst team in the NFL. And they played really right. well that Defense season. was solid. Bunch of turnovers. Ran the ball great. They did really good that year. And Frank Wright continued to surprise people what he was able to do. You ran through the quarterbacks of what they had after that. They thought they could just piece it together. It never worked out. I think Frank Wright is going to be like Doug Peterson 2.0 where eventually it just didn't work. He did about as good as a job as he could do in Indy. They have never recovered from the luck retirement. He's going to get another job somewhere. He's going to be really good at that job. To the Jeff Saturday thing. Okay, so Saturday is a legend for the Colts. They gave him the job. You asked the question, what is Jeff Saturday doing? I think Jeff Saturday looked and said, I'm taking the money. I know I've made millions of millions of dollars in my life, and I've got the nice cushy ESPN gig. But Ursa, he's given me more money than ESPN's given me. And my expectations are so low that if I lose every game this season, no one's going to criticize me because I shouldn't have probably had this job to begin with. If I start winning games, hey, maybe Saturday could do this. But if you are like Reggie Wayne, who is also a legend in Indy and also on the coaching staff, you've got to be hotter than anybody pissed off at Ursa. Be like, dude, I'm <clears throat> on the staff. Yeah. I'm like Saturday. Why didn't you pass? So let me do it. You got a 30-year-old call in place who was a Murray State quarterback this week. They have gone beyond tank mode to go get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I don't, one of those two, it seems the more it likely sounds like that. sounds like you're tiptoeing around. He hired the white legend and not the black legend. And I, I sniffed that out pretty fast. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Now, here's the thing. I, I definitely I can't say that's not true, but I never pictured it like that. Like, I pictured it, like, legitimately, like, Jeff Saturday was watching the game with Ursay. Like, they were ripping back shots or something. They were just hanging out, doing dude stuff, right? Dudes doing dudes, being dudes. Just dudes, man. Just some Colts dudes doing Colts dudes things. He goes, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to get rid of Frank this week. And he's like, yeah, you, you do, man. I tell you what, crazy, but I'd love a shot at that job. And Ursay went, jurors. Like, I, I think whoever was sitting next to like, if if – if he was at like freaking Senor Frogs in downtown Miami and the dude bringing him the freaking yard of, of Margarita said, I could coach that team. Be like, all right, waiter from Senor Frogs. You're now the coach of the Colts. Like, <laughs> I think he was like probably just hopped up on, on adrenaline and whatever else is in that duffel bag of cash and drugs. And he just, all right, Jeff Saturday. And, 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 and here's the quote. It's not like we're building rockets. Go ahead, Jeff. Get it done. I, I think if, if what what hurt Reggie Wayne is he was on the sideline. He was doing the job instead of sitting next to Ursay where he should have been. We don't know how good or bad Saturday is. That's that's a great point as to why Ursay might have done that. I, I'm a little frustrated that the race card came out so fast just because it's football. Because, look, you act like you went away <laughs> in baseball. Let's do a New York one, right? Like. Aaron Boone Aaron had never Boone. been a manager before. And he took over for the New York Yankees and no one screamed, oh, because he's white. Like, no one did that. But, like, baseball has had, what, Robin Ventura, Aaron Boone. Uh, miss. There's, like, four guys in a row. Uh, Gabe Kapler was another one. You hear it, though. It's just not as loud as it is in the NFL. It, it was guys who had never been managers before go to the baseball dugout, and it was like, okay, like, this is the new trend, a new right. voice. It just has never happened in football before. Everyone screamed, racist. It's like, whoa. Like, 
baseball is more innovative than football at one point, and it seemed like people don't know how to react well, to it. I mean, and, and I don't know the rules for interim head coach versus hiring a head coach. Like, if I assume they're not the same. I think interim, you can, I can make my friggin' chihuahua the interim head coach without going through the NFL vetting process. But like when you, when he hires a head coach, like if he, if he takes, let's say Jeff Ursay knocks out of the park and, and they look like they're a different team, just still get a high draft pick, but you can see that he actually knows what he's doing. He's going to have to interview people of color before he, before he takes the interim away or he's going to get in trouble. I'm not, I'm more offended by that. It's like, well, the guy obviously earned the job after you gave it to him. Why, why do we have to do this whole show? Why are we doing this? But that's that's going to be the rule. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> the best part is this makes we don't get we don't get we don't get Josh McDaniels versus Frank Reich because if you remember McDaniels had the Colts job turned it decided to like about face go back to New England. That's when Frank Reich got it, and then the Colts and the Raiders play each other next week. The only thing that makes this even nearly as interesting are two two factors. Jeff Saturday has recently tweeted out Raiders look horrible. <laughs> And now he has to coach against them. And this week he has to do media talking about the Raiders where I'm going, well, it's a really talented team. I didn't mean horrible as in, you know, gross. <laughs> and then uh, our boy uh, Matt Verderam, who tweeted out what I believe should be a mandate for the Las Vegas Raiders. If you lose to Jeff Saturday, everyone is fired. I love Verderam's tweet. Yeah. The whole thing. Yep. Everybody on the field, get them all out. Yep. I'll tell you right now, we'll back on a Tuesday, though. I know we had a lot of time before we got to make our picks this weekend. It's either Indy or pass for me on that game because we've seen so many blown-out coaches in college, and we saw it with Carolina that's been constant covers. Not saying that your Raiders are going to uh, lose, oh, but it's Indy or pass for me right now on a Tuesday for that I, game. I haven't, I haven't even thought about betting yet. 20-17, to 17, the final. Vikings over the Commanders. The Vikings, late score at the end. They needed everything to get by Washington. 7-1. and one. Minnesota. It might have been Verderam again. It might have been Matthew Collar. Somebody calls Minnesota, the 2022 team, the most underappreciated and under-talked about 7-1 team ever. I'm pretty sure I picked them to win their division before the season started. Yes, you did? Yeah. So, <laughs> smoke that. Uh, four <laughs> games finished at 20-17 and 17 this weekend. And this is one of them. Uh, the, the, the team is talented. They, they have not clicked yet. They're still not doing all the things that you expect them to do under this new offensive head coach. The the problem I have with this game is the disturbing visual of Kirk Cousins in like all the all the ice <laughs> and then Adam Schefter doing the same thing. And Schefter's just showing off that he's in shape. Like it's like That's you it. know it's just like we get it. The Schefter bought nine thousand had an upgrade, whatever. But uh I don't know. I don't feel like I learned like I'm a little I thought the Vikings should have won by more. I don't think the commanders are that good. What I took away from this game, too, because it wasn't as exciting as I thought it might be, not as many points as I thought, <clears throat> I got to be careful with this stuff on social media, and I feel like there's something to For be you. said about that on Election Day. My sister's calling me because she just took my parents to vote, and she wanted me to tell me how the experience went. Clearly, she... Your parents are not old enough to be taken to vote. I know. That's why I'll take that call later. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Minnesota, selective with these videos. There's videos that have gone viral for Minnesota from comparison to Mike Zimmer post-game locker room victory speech to Kevin O'Connell post-game locker room speech. It's brutal. Where, like, it's barely any energy. The hands are right. going up. Like, Zimmer's looking for the game. It's just awkward. It doesn't feel like the rah-rah. And O'Connell, like, he's going nuts for TJ Hawkinson. They're banging off each other, hitting yeah. shoulder. And, again, it could have been just a selective video. 
but it feels like there's something different with Minnesota. In Zimmer's defense, he had that eye pressure thing. If somebody hit him too hard, that thing might have popped right out. Like, he, right. remember how many times he almost lost an eye just because? Like, that's you no. don't have to be like you don't have to be a rah rah coach to be a great coach. But it feels like Minnesota's energy has just changed. Maybe those players are just it's feeling it different with O'Connell than Zimmer. Uh, let's talk about your Raiders. Not. 27 to 20. They have the lead early. They're the most impressive team for the first hour <clears throat> of Sunday. Devontae Adams and Carr going off. Jacksonville comes back. Doug Peterson gets the W for from 1960 to 2021. The Raiders blew a 17 or greater point lead five times. This year in eight games, they've done it three times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had it against Kansas City, Arizona, and now against Jacksonville. 17 plus point leads. Three times this year they've blown them. Um, I don't, I always try to look at these things under the lens of don't, don't flush the guy too early, right? Because there was a point where even I gave up on Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, and now look what's going on. Um, there's been points in the past where I've been like, you know, that guy's crap. And then a little while later, he starts to click and it looks good. They're, they don't, they, I, I assume that they go to the half, they go in the locker room, and like McDaniels and his crew goes, all right, time to, time to play Jenga. Like, I don't, he's clearly not making adjustments. And I get it when everything's working. What do you adjust? Something. Because obviously your opponents have been, if you flip the coaching staffs from Sunday, Doug Peterson takes that Raiders team breaks it off in the Jags ass. Like he would have he would have won by 50 with the Raiders with the Raiders talent. He would have. Doug Peterson was out there, he didn't get him. You got Doug Peterson. It happened. Of those matchups you mentioned, that felt like coaching because those leads you mentioned right there, mm-hmm. that's a Super Bowl winning coach, a Super Bowl winning. Who did I miss? The Chiefs, the Jags, and who was the third team in there? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals. Okay, so the Cardinals at least He's have just a, really pretty. There you go. They got a high powered offense. They but, like to throw the ball deep. I'm pretty sure the halftime adjustment for the Cardinals was Kyler, go. <laughs> Kyler, I, I'm gonna, I, I'll give you your Xbox controller back if you go out there and get this done. Did you just go full Jim Rome? By the way, crumpled yeah. up the piece of paper after it taken throwing it. There oh! you go. I don't want any more Raider emails. Did it go in? Yeah. What a shot there! Yeah. I don't know if Romeo always makes his shot there. I missed with the pen earlier, but I made it with the with the paper. It's a little bit of clock management when you've got that oh, big of a lead. Shit. Just sit on the clock. It's everything. Yeah. It's every. You can't like again. It's it's almost like you. You show me what you're going to do for 30 minutes of football. Then I go into my locker room, and in 20 minutes, I break down how to break, how to beat it. And you do the, you try to do the same exact thing. Like, Derek Carr was frustrated. Devontae Adams was missing. He went on a milk carton for the second half. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, it, it, they, they took away the run, and the Raiders fell apart. And, and that's, 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 where we, that's where we are. The Raiders, the Raiders are the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. Yes, I don't think it's even close. I don't think there's a team that because you in that in that that division you're like, well, how far do you expect them to go in that division? I thought they could win it. Playoff team, them. maybe yeah, maybe wild get a card win. worst case, but they could win it. The only team that's that's lived up to the building is the team that everybody thought fell off, and that's the Chiefs. Everybody else in that division is garbage. If the Raiders are the most disappointing team in the NFL so far through the, this season, halfway through the year, the most surprising teams, the Seattle Seahawks, wow. thirty-one to twenty-one winners. I said our preview. If Arizona loses, I don't know how many times I can keep picking against Seattle. Double-digit winners in Seattle. Yeah. It's you know we came off the Raider conversation. Balance, 
from wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Geno Smith looking like a different player, Tyler Lockett, a veteran who's been around. And you mentioned this in the preview as well. That's why I brought it up again. It is a young group of hungry, chip-on-shoulder dudes on defense who are making plays out in the Pacific Northwest. And, and also with this team, I think you're seeing that teams who have both a quarterback and a running back are superior. Like, like there's there's games where you saw like like oh, two of them are coming up where the running back where the quarterback actually led the team in rushing yards too, but you had a running game like you had something that could do something. This this is a team in the Cardinals that all they had was Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is a better running back than he's a quarterback at at with what we saw in this game. He was it, he was a better running back in this game. Geno Smith got it done with both his arm and his legs, but then Walker goes out there and continues. Walker's put up a case to be offensive rookie of the year. And he didn't get to play for the first half of the first or the first quarter of the season. So I think you're looking at a, a Seattle team, which, as you mentioned, young, gritty, nasty defense wants to get out there. Pete Carroll doing what Pete Carroll does, running back who is just grabbing the spotlight and running with it, literally, and a quarterback who for the first time in his career, looks like he's earned his draft status they should have had when he was a Jet. Dude, let me throw you a random question here. Point five is the spread. Over under, Jets plus Seahawks as playoff teams. I feel like the math is in your favor over. if you took the over, yeah, right? Over. So one of those two teams you feel confident both. can make it. I, okay. mean, I, th- I mean, like, because again, Seattle is the kind of, like, the Rams are down. The, the Cardinals are down. You know, they're going to have a shot. They're going. I don't think. I don't think they win their their division. I think the Niners will will figure that out. But even the Niners are are, are fallible. The, yeah. Nobody's playing a better right now compared to what you thought they'd be than the Seahawks. You're right. They're the best. They're, they're, they're maybe the best story in football. If we did an NFC power ranking, they'd be in the top seven for sure, which would yeah. be the playoffs, and they'd probably be as high as yep. top five because they'd be better than everybody in the NFC South. Sixteen, thirteen. Speaking about the NFC South, your new NFC South leader. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a horrible standalone uh, game in the 430 window. I know 405. I didn't even write it down. I, write it down. <laughs> I know 405 is technically Seattle, Arizona, World Series, and a bunch of other yeah. sport events. So it was standalone Bucks, Rams. I watched too much of this game. There were multiple times where I'm like, Rex, give me Encanto. Give me Toy Story 4 <laughs> and that garbage. Why movie. hasn't this child oh, has this child demanded television <laughs> time yet? Hard game to watch, but in the end. There's a certain person named Tom Brady who plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No timeouts, down four, 50 seconds to play, game-winning touchdown drive. I wish I could give you more analysis or hot takes about this. Tom Brady is the answer. I can't wait till he plays till 50. No reason to retire now, Tom. You've already divorced your wife, and you don't see your kids. Um, that's, that, was, that was something that was anybody who thinks the Bucs are going to do anything, you needed to see that. You need to see a little Tommy magic out there. And it happened. And is it Otten? Is that the, the yes. tight end's name? That catch he makes. And, and it looks like it's an easy catch, right? It just it's out, it's just out there in front of him. But it was just it's so perfectly in front of him. He pulls it in the whole nine. And I can tell you right now, if he doesn't pull that in, Gronkowski is in a Buccaneers jersey within <laughs> within 72 hours. Like he pulled that in, it might have kept Gronk's retirement alive. That that was that it was it was that nice of a catch on that touchdown. He drops that thing. Gronk is Gronk is it, getting like Brady is again old school style pulling up in the black van, Metallica blaring, and taking him with him. 
I know I'm very nitpicky on this. I'm just going to, as a Buccaneer fan, you didn't probably need to say at the end of the game that Tom Brady called that play and Leftwich said go for it. Byron Leftwich needs a win here at some point because the last three coaches we've heard from Brady, Brady and Belichick didn't get along. Rumors that Brady and Bruce Arians didn't get along. Now, Byron Leftwich is public enemy number one in Tampa. And rather you, give saw, him you saw who Brady went and gave a very spirited hug to yeah. Byron Leftwich. <laughs> like did. they like, and I'm pretty sure what was being said that is I told you to have and listen to me. Um, <laughs> but like, but that's the thing too, is like you've got to know, like, if you're Byron Leftwich and you're and you're coaching Tom Brady, you need Tom Brady more than Tom Brady needs you. Tom Brady will call his own offense at this point. He knows what he wants to do. We've seen practices where he's got eight receivers. You know, two running backs, three receivers, whatever, but one time, and he has a different pass for each one of them, and they all know where it's going to be. You know, that dude's brain is wired for, you know, two things right now football and banging every supermodel he can because Giselle's not in his house anymore, <laughs> or he's not in hers. I don't know, whichever one. They entered this game as a 13 and a half point underdog. They did everything they could to win. Credit to the losing Tennessee Titans. 2017 losers in overtime on the road at Arrowhead. Mike Vrabel loved this stat that of all the games the Titans have played this season, they have yet to have a game where they had over 300 yards of offense. Without 300 yards of offense, Tennessee is still at five and three. We're a few plays away from being six and two. Tennessee, great job. You didn't win. Mahomes, very good at football. I gotta, I gotta tell you too. Like, there's part of what the Titans did that if I'm the, if I'm the Chiefs or a Chiefs fan, I'm nervous. Mahomes threw 446 yards, and you, and you won by three. Like, is it the bend don't break? Is it the, you know, make him? He's gonna get yards, so make sure they're happening in the middle of the field. Take the guys down right away. You know what I mean? Like what? Like, like Vrabel figured something out, and not everybody has the personnel to do it. But I can guarantee you that a lot of teams are going to be watching that film on how to stop the Chiefs' offense from putting a lot of points on the board. Sure, you're going to get yards. Enjoy your yards. Eat them up. You ain't getting, you ain't getting points. That was that was imp- that was impressive from Vrabel and the, and the Titans. But 446 passing yards, only 20 points. The question was out earlier about what Derrick Henry would look like going forward. There were moments where Derrick Henry looked like the best back in the NFL. Not maybe not consistent through the whole game, but they were like, he's got to be on your team. Into the Mahomes thing you brought up there, as someone who has about sixty percent of his fantasy teams, I have no problem with him throwing for four hundred yards do you, consistently. Do you want my my QB stats now, or do you want me to we want to do the last game? Let's before? do the last game okay. here: All Ravens right. twenty-seven, Saints thirteen, Baltimore. I got another stat for you here. The Baltimore Ravens, the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl. A lot of recaps this week, but you know what? Mm-hmm. When we get stuff right, we want to tell you we got it right. We've been having some yeah. lumps this season. I didn't get a lot right this weekend. Let me ha- let, let, let's, let everybody have what they have. Baltimore is the only team through nine games this season that in every game, all nine games, has led by double digits at one point. This one, they Ooh. win by double digits in a Nolens. Um, Saints are not good, which makes the 24 nothing win over the Raiders even worse. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a playmaker. Like he, it was one of those deals where you don't have, you don't have Gus Edwards, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have everything. Lamar Jackson's doing, he's willing the team down the field, but when he needed somebody, Kenyon Drake was there. Uh, I just wished at some point he had been in the Raiders. I think we could, oh wait, he was there last year and the year before. Um, yeah, playmaker got things done. Saints are not good. Saints are not going to do anything this year. Sorry, Saints fans. So, sorry, you know, sorry. sorry. Sorry, Mac. Yeah, sorry, Mac, but, uh, Ravens, yeah, your Ravens look pretty good. They're finding ways to win. 
Um, they're still figuring out what they have. That defense is going to get better as, as they gel. They're, they're a good team. They're a very, very good team. Chris Olave is really good for the Saints. This is not their year. They got a ways to go in that division. They benefit because of how bad it is. And Mike Thomas had a had a paper cut. Yeah. So he's done for the year. Um, we're just never going to talk about Lamar's contract anymore, huh? We're just going to let every game he plays well. Not you and I, but I'm just no, like right. national discussion. Like, oh, we're just going to act like that's not happening, huh? Like Dak Prescott, we did two years on. We're just going to let the Lamar thing go away now. Okay. Well, what's worse is when they, when they franchise tag him. Because that's going to be because because there's a chance you're going to see he's going to get franchise tagged, Saquon Barkley's going to get franchise tagged. Like there's going to be a couple. Like the only the only thing that might save Saquon Barkley from being franchise tagged, some of these big players who you know people want to pay. Lamar Jackson's got a way bigger case because he hasn't he hasn't been injured every whatever blah blah blah. But like the only thing that could save Saquon maybe is if Daniel Jones plays well enough that the Giants are a playoff team and they're like and he he holds them over the barrel for a couple million. But he's not going to get forty a year. He's not going to get that. But you're getting guys, guys like Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, are going to be pissed off when they get when they get franchise tagged this year. Let's figure out a three way trade between Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, and Tua. Let's figure that out somehow. If you're some Miami, way. you can't let Tua leave. Miami, you I can't. Mean, if you think you can get somebody better though, like Lamar Jackson, who's better than the guy who every game he starts and finishes, you win. <laughs> the guy who is an MVP and has led. Nine times the season by double digits. How many? How many quarterbacks threw for three hundred or more yards this weekend? Ooh, this weekend. Mahomes counting, counting Thursday, Sunday, and and Monday. Okay, Holy. Well, Mahomes is definitely one. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, two. Uh, thirty-five points. Yep. That's two. Yep. Uh, I would guess two. 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 Nice. Out of twenty-six starting quarterbacks. Two threw for more than 300 yards. How many threw for over 200 yards? Uh, I would say you gave me 26. So I know Justin Fields, I believe earlier in the show, we said he didn't. So that one's out. I'm going to go with 23. Everybody but Fields threw for over 200 yards. 13. Ugh, 13, 13 quarterbacks threw for less than 200 yards. Ah, Friggin' uh, Malik Willis threw for like 80. Yeah. 13. It was the quarterback position is is morphing into a into a dual threat position. You want if you want to throw, you need a guy like Tua. You do. Tua's your guy. Two guys over 300, 13, half of the starting quarterbacks over 200 yards passing. How about that? Joe Burrow over 200, but not by a lot. Um, that was just those, those were that the things that, that caught my eye this weekend uh with all that. Two for two? Rimmed out, rimmed out, rimmed out. Uh, there's your NFL recap, Daddy. And uh, <laughs> that's not end every segment with Daddy. Let's not do that. I got another local story. I thought we got all our local stories through. I got one other one here, but before we get to it, let's give love to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Uh, there's the wedding band, guys. It is November Black Friday. Unless you're deals. listening, he put his weird fist out. Black Friday deals are on the way. Buy your engagement ring at the spot. I bought my engagement ring at it. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Work with Alyssa. Work with David. If they can get him married. Anybody. That's right. Million David Fine Jewelers. Especially this holiday season. Some of you guys think you're clever. You're going to have a Christmas proposal, the New Year's Eve, the New Year's Day proposal. Make sure you get the ring right for that really cool proposal that's on the way. They can help you find that ring. They can help you with the proposal as well. They did that for me, and I ignored yeah. their advice. And, and, now, and she still said yes somehow. There was just, the ring was that good. There was shots of burping and farting. 
Love was in the air, though. And Lily yeah. and David Feinjulers like can tell you that story as well. <laughs> also, for the holiday season, if you're already engaged, if you're already married, you want to find something special for her that she can find under the tree this year. Earring, necklace, a cool piece of jewelry that you Is didn't know before. Uh, what? What? No. A watch? I thought you said a watch. I would like a watch. Okay. I would like a, a watch. watch. You could find as well. But I'm not going to marry you. I'm sorry. Grandpa for your aunt, your uncle. I guess aunts can wear watches. I went really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Are you, why are you so sexist? I don't know. Lily and David. Women know time now. Were you saying they don't need a watch because there's a clock on the stove? I didn't say that. That's I, what you were thinking. I, would, I wow. fixed the time on the stove. By the way, before I don't the brag. before the show, uh, Lily and David Fine Jewelers, love them. Uh, completely different thing. Levac and Group Goss. fifty, the shops of Wilton. Stop in, say hello. Levac and Goss, uh like, subscribe, do all the things, do all the things. Uh, before the show, Goss goes, "Do you know how to turn your dishwasher into a snowblower?" And I was like, "No, guys, I don't." And he goes, you "Give your wife a shovel." And I was like, wow. I didn't say that. Wow. I was like, damn, dude. That's harsh. He pulls me in real close and he looks around and he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. All right, thank you. All right, good. I was going to edit that out. I was, that was, I rarely do I edit that show. I was getting, if you watch the visual side, you saw me go to my phone marking what it was. One 67 minute mark was about to be edited. I'm going to go to Kevin Herter. Is the Herter banner up there? All right, all right, all right, I'm going to tell you, before the oh, show. Before no, the show. Herter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before the show, Gaza's wife called me. And she goes, hey, LeVac, you know you tell Gaza with two black eyes? I'm like, no, what do you tell him with two black eyes? She goes, nothing. I already tried to tell him twice. And I was like, Jordan. <gasps> and she was like, I'm just kidding. But you tell him to make sure the car seat's here and he puts gas in my damn car. She's like, I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Whatever you say, ma'am. 116 to 113, the final. <laughs> Golden State defeated Sacramento on Monday night to end their five game losing streak. Joaquin and, thinks I'm funny. Joaquin, Joaquin, <laughs> he's still celebrating the Astros' victory. I don't he want is, to kill him. My is, goodness. Joaquin's a good man. He is. I think he followed me on Instagram. I don't know what I'm doing with it, though. He I didn't get, leave me any Citizen Cider no? to bring home. I thought I'd get a care package from him. He, so. he left me a DM on Instagram, and Ooh. I don't know what it says or how to. I got to go back and check. I think it might be my fault. Anyways, 116-113, <laughs> the final. The Warriors had lost five games in a row. They were out to lose their sixth game in a row to the Kings. There was some, we'll call it, questionable officiating. So much we can so say crappy calls. That Shen's own Kevin Herter went to Twitter. Only thing we can do at this point is get fined. Zero accountability. Had 13,000 likes in less than 16 hours. Do you feel like the Herder situation, who, by the way, is playing the best of his career right now? Kevin Herder, he is awesome right now. The and the Rick band. Astley Rick rolls because of the headband. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a great spot for him, man. I know he's already got the contract. I was going to say at this point in his career, he should go after that second contract. He's already got the contract. He's got the money. Now he's putting up the stats. Is there something about that, though, that when you look at what's going on in Sacramento, the team right now with the longest consecutive non-postseason streak of any North American pro franchise that – this is the spot he's in that people aren't going to ever give his Kings credit. By the way, 17 points, three rebounds, and three assists per game right now for the, Herter. And the one, thing, the one thing that doesn't show on the stat sheet, if you watch Kevin Herter play, he's always where he's supposed to be. He's always hustling. Like, he, like, you don't, like, when you watch it sometimes, you're like, I don't know if he's hustling. He's always, he is. He's just effortless. He is the guy you want. Like, if you're a coach, that's the guy you want. I'm going to, I'm going to call that, you, you know, I love, to tell guys like you know shut up and play stuff like that coaches move that's a coach's tweet right there that's a that's a smart tweet like you set the money aside i'm probably gonna hit for like 25k you put that over here and 
a how many likes i mean it's probably it's the the value is there you know that this is now they're going to have to whatever is a call on you it's going to be it's going to be evaluated because you said that you coaches do that sometimes like um uh, Tomlin in Pittsburgh used to do it all the time. He knew he was going to get fined, but he called out that they were hitting bad. Rivera used to call it out because he knew Cam Newton was getting hit and it wasn't the way he should. These guys, Tom Brady, if you notice, Tom Brady is always talking to the ref. Sometimes you've got it like, it's like, well, I thought he was being a jerk, but he realized that he was going to have to sacrifice money to do this and people take it more seriously. Coaches move. Heady, heady play from the ginger. A lot of games, like nine times the less of the season, nine of the 81 have been played so far. And Sacramento is only two games out of the postseason, but a tone setter, we'll call it, a culture-changing tweet. Other guys in Sacramento might have been just happy to be there and get their money and put up their stats. Herder, at this point of his career, which is really cool to see. It's like, no, I want more. I was on a team that made it to the conference finals. I was the person who was getting booed in the garden and Trey Young and everything else. I want to have that type of feel here in Sacramento. That is a really cool thing. By the way, he's got a really good chance. This is way in the future, too. But the All-Star game is in Utah this year. At one point, Kevin Herter was leading the NBA in three-point percentage. I'd like to see him get in the three-point shootout, have that national stage. I, I could see him getting into a rhythm. And, and be in trouble for people in that. Uh, Joaquin, Citizen Ciders for both of you next show. The DM was an alert that Cider, uh, Cider Walks Cider Work posted the Hideaway Sunday recap reel. So it was letting you know that that he included you in the Citizen Oh, Cider cool. Work. That's All right. See, Joaquin's not just a celebrating guy. Even when you read that to me, I was still confused by it, but I'm happy we are a part of it. They posted a reel, and you were, you were mentioned in it. Okay. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah, I know what that means. I was also mentioned in it, but I understood it and didn't make a big deal about it, so... Uh, yeah, I love, Herder's a good dude. I'm happy with him. It would, I, I still haven't been up to his place, the Impact Center, though. It's awesome. I haven't been there. I'm lazy. We won't be. Uh, we we got to do a little scheduling change that we had planned on going to the Impact Center to close out here November, yeah, we December. Yeah, we were supposed to be doing live shows from there. We were. Um, did they realize nobody watches this crap? Did they realize that they're taking that money and paying the fine? Herder tweeted oh. that on Monday, and all of a sudden they're Herder like, was like, no, you know what it was? <laughs> Herder was like, wait a minute. That's the fat guy who kept calling me Red Velvet and the other uh, hefty gentleman who thinks all gingers look alike. F those guys. They're not coming in. He called. How many times you call him uh, Chris Honorado? I never called him Chris. You call him. You call. How many times you call Chris Honorado? Kevin Herter. Okay, exactly. So 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 it's all right. You know, listen, I just find the timing of that very strange that all of a sudden Herter is complaining to the officials and. You and I are getting moved that impact. Which is fine. There's other people to blame for sure. Again, I'm just I'm almost positive. It's mainly because it's just Nobody, nobody cares. I have a feeling another sports show showed up, and then a fart noise went off. They said, "Get these people out of here." Fine sports show, um, <laughs> not us. Radio. So that's. I think those are those are the most. That's important. it. That's it. Q and A of the day. Me, if we got ask, some let me, do this. Let, me, okay. let me ask you a question. First. Sure. Let me ask you. Let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little story. Mm-hmm. I've been getting abused all day here at uh, Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal. A uh, new and improved construction division. Here to help you out. So now we can not only take care of uh, any fire, water, mold damage you have. We have a construction team that come in, build everything for you however you'd like. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. There's synergy. I love it. It's good times. Um, go to tefirewater.com. <clears throat> so remember Maddie Sims? She played for Sienna, and then she she transferred to UMass. And she worked for you, Albany. She uh, worked for the sorry, Empire. Albany Empire. That's she right, worked yeah. for the Empire. 
So she reached out to me a while back. She's like, hey, I'm LeVac. I'm, I'm wrapping up school. I'm working here, but I kind of want to get back into sports. Would you have any time to talk? I was like, absolutely, whenever you want. Stop by whenever you want. So she's, I didn't hear from her a while. And then last week she hits me up. She goes, hey, you still, are you still available to talk? I'm like, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, I got Matt Woods, my team president here. I'm in Albany. Stop by Tech East anytime you want. Great. What's the address? I'm like, so I give the address. So she shows up there. We have a great conversation. Mike Court even stops in. He's like, oh, you know, if you're thinking about getting back into sports, let's talk. And great thing. She's, you know, great person, very smart. Um, at some point, she lets loose that she lives in South New Jersey. <laughs> I go, I literally like stop and I look at her and I go, you drove here from so I'm like, how? So like over seven hours. Seven hours? Yeah. So everybody's destroying me because I told her to stop in. She never. She goes, I made a point not to tell you that I, that I didn't live in the area right now, that I'm looking to come back eventually, maybe, whatever. But so am I like a dick for not like, or is, or is, or is my, should, is my conscience clean in this? Because she made a point of saying she wants, she just really wanted to come back. She visited some friends while she was here. But the, the, the key function was to come to me and talk about sports in the area and stuff like that. Am I a dick because she drove seven hours to pick this brain? Knowing, knowing, uh, you know her a little better than I do, but we've worked together and have a vibe. I've stayed her. in touch with her. She's, yeah. We've become friends. But the reason I feel like you stay in touch with her is not only because she's talented and knows what she's doing, but she has that she understands how to work in a live sports setting. And that's yeah. really hard to find for people who don't know this style of what you do. And she's definitely a person who can kill it with that job. Now, and she's kept, and she made a point because she, again, she might want to work sports. She might want to work in this area. So because I've been dialed into it, she stayed in touch with me. Like, I don't, I don't think it's like we have a lot of similar interests, but she, here she went to UMass for a little bit. I mean, ooh. yeah, but, and there's the thing. And that's right. why I don't think you should feel any guilt because her mindset is she played D1 college basketball. She's been to three different schools, transfer portal, COVID, coaching changes. Like, yeah, a seven and I, this is hard for people to understand. <sighs> a seven and a half hour trip for a recent D one college basketball player in her mindset is not that far. All right, I know that I'm sounds getting, bizarre. I'm getting destroyed here. Like you made that poor girl <laughs> drive all this way, and you didn't like blah 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 blah. So like, well, I literally what I looked at her, I was like. I'm buying you breakfast. So I took her to breakfast and everything. It was, and we just, but like, I'm getting destroyed. And she's like, so now she feels bad because I'm getting picked on. I'm like, you can't drive seven hours for a sports talk conversation, a sports enterprise conversation, and then feel bad too. Like, no, because now I feel worse. But yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, do you want anything? I was like, here's this table. Do you want to take, can we fit this in your car? We, like, I want to make sure that it was a worth, the, the trip was worth the Well, while. there you go. That's the other part of it too. She probably said, the fact that they found out I lived in South New Jersey, which is basically Philly, and she right, drove from right. Philly to Albany for a job for you guys, leaves then, no doubt but, that she, if she's right. going to work with you guys, okay, she just did that. That but answers our questions about her commitment. Like, like I told her from the beginning, like right now it's off season, and I'm kind of bouncing. I don't really have, I don't really have a position up here at this exact moment in time. This moment in time, um, so I was just like, you know, hey, but I'm I'm down to like whatever you need, and, and yeah, so I'm, I still feel like she should have told me that it was that far i would not have let her make the trip uh i think she's okay with not because if she thought that was like a job offer or an interview or a recruiting process because she's still in that mindset too she might have thought okay 
she's in South New Jersey where it's going to pick somebody else. She didn't want to get anybody. She's a competitor. She's, you know, she's got the I mindset. She, I would have made her come later and I would make her be part of the show. What if she had Skyped? What if she had Zoomed? Would the interview and conversation have been way different? I, I don't know. It was, it was, remember, I don't have a position right now. So what do you think it would have been different with Mike or Matt? Let me rephrase that. They wouldn't have got involved. Okay. Matt might have. Mike would have been like, whatever. Mike would have walked behind me, gave me the finger. and I think and the fact that she showed up in person and I did that. I got to meet Mike. It was yeah. worth it. Good for uh, her. And I don't feel it. I do not have as much as that was so easy for me to pick on you right oh. there. Just because I know Maddie and just because she's a super competitor and that's a great thing to have. There I am was, not roasting you on that. So I wanted though, but I can't. Tech East is, is always looking for good people to help with the mitigation process and construction and all that. So there's a bunch of guys who came through for interviews today. And every single one that left the building, someone would yell out, how was that guy? And then someone else would yell out and go, not sure I'm going to give him the job. How far did you make him drive to not get a job? It was all, <laughs> all day. Or they're like, well, like I, I like that guy a lot. I'm pretty sure we're going to hire him. Well, then it was worth the trip, wasn't it? And like all... <laughs> All day. I feel terrible. I do. I feel terrible. I do. I'm like, I'm like, I used to drive 16 hours to work. So um her social isn't public anymore, right? I don't I don't know. Right. I don't if know. she like was on said, social, I definitely would have tweeted at her like right now, like, wow, can't believe Levac. She might be. You can check. Right, I, I'll check I, like after I said, the show. I don't like it's always been like a because of the Sienna tie, because of the Empire tie, like it, periodically I'll get like an email or something and like a question and I fire back and because I'm very like like anyone who's who actually gives a crap what I think. I'm always I always try to like especially it used to be radio. You know that I would get like random kids getting out of school and like like freaking Minnesota would for yeah. some reason would email me looking for advice on radio and I'd be like, um, I just never laughed. <laughs> <laughs> the other but, cool the other cool part about Manny, I don't even know if she remembers this, and I'm almost positive you and I were standing right next to each other. And we when just, she did Baby Shark uh, for the Empire. Yeah. Not that, but that is also in that list of memories. We have like a sheet. So like when you do these live events at any sport, you have like a sheet of like who's there or whatever. Right. And her name was on the sheet. And I'm like, I don't think I don't think that's the girl from Sienna because they have a basketball player named Maddie Sims. And I stood up and there was a girl who was like eye level with yeah, me. And I'm yeah. like, just leaned over, probably not like a creep, but I just like, hey, are you Maddie Sims from Sienna? She's like, Yeah, how do you know? And I'm like, Oh, like eye level at six right, foot two. Right, you're like right. Uh, you're on the sheet, and I reckon I'm like, right. yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, she, she stands in. out in a crowd too. So Matt, I don't. Was. She's six two. She's like six foot. I'd yeah, say. no, yeah. six two. Is she? Yeah, good call. Wow. The only reason I know that is so Matt Woods is here. Matt Woods about six four. You Hobart alum. Yeah, and I'm about six two in that range. She walks in and they're eye to eye, and I'm like, holy, how tall are you? She goes, well, six two, but I'm wearing heels. I'm like. It's a baller move. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I'm like looking up. I'm like, all right. Like, we're, we're, you tell me what we're doing next. <laughs> Land of the Giants. Yeah, Let's roll. So no. All right. So I'm not. So I'm. A, I'm. I'm not addicted to that. No, you're not. All right. Let me ask. So Q and A and day. We'll hit some of your questions coming up. If you uh, if you haven't commented in, you can do so. Techies Fire Water Restorations Facebook page. Godzilla's YouTube. Gaz's Twitter. Uh, get your questions in real quick. We're gonna we're gonna wrap the show as, as fast as we can. But question for you guys. Yes. Powerball, if you would want it, I guess somebody in California hit it. $1.9 billion. I believe the um the take home would have been seven to nine hundred million instant if you took it. What do you what do you do if you had that kind of money? Man, I keep going back to 
buying a sports franchise. <laughs> I texted you a little bit about this yesterday. I'm like, I think I would. The idea of running a sports franchise is really cool for me. And I, this is awkward sitting next to somebody who runs a sports franchise. Like, oh, is it cool, uh, guys? I already do that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, my answer would be buy a sports team, though. It would. Uh, um, <laughs> you still own a sports franchise, right? Um, <laughs> I'll leave that part in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, let's see who figures it out. Um, I, I, I'm, I've always been the guy who you're never going to believe this, but I've always thought of other people first when it comes to that stuff. But with this kind of money, my very first move is to my guy Dave, my tax guy, because I'm just be like, how do I keep as much of this as possible, and how much can I play with right now? But um, I'm not like I was joking with you in Boston, Dan, last night, but I don't know if it's a joke. I might go for the full peter griffin remember that that family guy where he got like lipo and this and that and then, like he just looked he's just beautiful he went to sleep fat and old and he broke up beautiful. i might i might do that i might just i might just try to find like a team of surgeons with low scruples and just go like talented but just low scruples this- and just go give me the peter griffin at D. Jeff Levac on Twitter, your tweet earlier today makes a lot more sense. Oh, now. the Brady one? <laughs> How great is that, though? It's two pictures of Brady. It's Brady yeah. like as a rookie with the Pats and Brady now. And, like, you know, now he's got the, the, the model cheekbones and all the crap. And he just looks like a normal dude in the first one. And it's like, it's those. And it goes, proof you're not ugly. You're just poor. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm all about it. I would do it. Like, um, I got to get the RV. I think I would, I think I would give... I would give Mike Quarter money. Oh, that's I nice. would. I would just so I could stop hearing about all the money he's given me. Um, <laughs> I would buy a beach house in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. It's a favorite oh, family vacation spot. That's nice, and it's a spot that's nice to a bunch of different places in Baltimore. And I would see. I would keep my house. I would have it completely fixed up. I would keep it so that that's where everyone would think they would go to bother me for money. I wouldn't live there anymore, but I would stay in the area. Because I think everything I'd want to do, like, like even like, even though you don't like to let me be a part of your personal life, God. Um, I would want to do all the stuff like with us, like our friends, our group, you know, and, and yeah. then and then you'd be able to see it up close and not be invited. Um, <laughs> you'd be actually pay for someone to keep me away from you, right? Right. Like I do So I said, um, uh, little Benny Wednesday, I got Ben Nelson out there who does a lot of stuff for the uh, Empire. I said one of my first first things would be negotiate a price with Ben. Because Ben's such a nice guy. Like Ben is, he's an Eagle Scout. Like he's, he's 19 years old. I can't get him to tell me like if he's ever had a beer. I can't get him to tell me who he finds attractive. I can't like none of these things. <laughs> so I was like, Ben, I need you to figure out a price in your head where you're the guy who answers the phone when people ask me for money and says, no, fuck you. It hangs up. <laughs> I love that. No, Benny Wednesday. Because it, it would just be fun to watch the transition <laughs> of discomfort to like, I this dude hates couple hundred bucks every time i tell you to have off you know like the new version of walter white without yeah. the meth yes or with it i don't it's care i mean shaved head i'm not gonna tell you how to do your job weird you live your dream all right q a to end the day um do you have one from tommy cross i know he usually leads tommy, off. i did t- not see him yeah no, no, first, first question okay. tommy he you know he's what do you think of uh bane signing with san antonio bane who uh, was with the carolina cobras last year signed with the san antonio gunslingers this year uh go ahead i Tommy, I get, i'm actually in a unique position i can talk about this shit again <laughs> i uh i'm, I'm kind of squinting on our visual side i believe he got hurt last year at some point because he was hurt and then they brought in tommy grady for a couple games after a couple different things but he did play in the championship game yeah and that's which was 
probably his worst game of the year was the championship game. And that's it, right? Like that's the confusion about Jonathan Bain because he got hurt and at some point he was the MVP. And I also was interested of why, because boy, he was so charismatic at media day, wasn't he? Like, don't you see him being a broadcaster if he wants to at some point, just like leaving the playing field and going to do something else? He stole the media day. I think he has a career in broadcasting, and I'm surprised he did come back. Uh, I'm not shocked he came back at all, and that's his home. He he lives in Texas. Uh, I believe it was a uh, it was a it was a decent payday too, which you know again I've I've talked to Bain three to four times ever, uh, and I've I love that guy. Like I think he's a good dude. He can sling the rock. Um, I'm I'm happy for San Antonio. I'm happy for him. Uh, I you know. I think that uh, I think a lot of good good teams are getting good quarterbacks already. I think it's a it's an interesting thing that's happening. He's so. super talented. He's really good. I know that there's like I know there's people up here who wanted to see him jump over this to this team. Oh, but, well, no, like fans have asked me like, "Hey, oh, do you okay. think we can get him?" And I'm like, "I I don't know. I have no say right. I have no title. I'm a man without a job at the moment." It's I've got cool. I've got one fantasy <laughs> and one gambling question. Uh, right. Question about college basketball. College basketball is tipped off. Kevin Sweeney, our former intern now with Sports Illustrated, people were talking about gambling. He said 25 points is too much to bet on Northwestern versus Chicago State. Uh, Do you even touch college basketball until the NFL's over? Are you going to? Sometimes, like if I know I'm going to watch a game, like if a game has got my attention, I'll take a look at it. And if it all works out, like if the spread's where I want it to be and I got some money, yeah, I'll throw it in there. I will stay away this year because a lot of people will bet brand names here from like November until Christmas. And I feel like that's where they get you, you know, betting the Kansas Dukes, Kentuckys, especially when these guys are like super young, 18, 19. And, you know, like if they're playing like a Bryant or a Davidson, like that's their biggest game of the year. So those spreads scare me early on. I'm probably not going to touch a single college basketball game until 2023. Uh, I got a fantasy football question here. I probably should save this for we talk fantasy after Justin. Maybe the good answer here after Justin Fields performance. Would you consider trading him if you have him on a team in fantasy? Trade these situations, yeah, trade him away. I should say. Oh, trade him away. Oh, who's your other quarterback? Yeah, that's what's I mean, hard about this. I feel like right. the stock's never going to be higher for Justin Fields than right, right now, and especially if it's a non-keeper it league. <laughs> and there's also a point of like these trades. I get the question, like, hey, I got Justin Fields on my bench. I have two quarterbacks. Should I trade him? You also at one point have to score more points than who you're playing. And I know everybody wants to trade everybody in fantasy because it's, it's a long season. I made more trades this year in one than I probably made the last three. Uh, Corey, hey, Goozy, CFP, if it came down to Oregon and TCU, who gets in? Both teams potentially could have Heisman candidates. Oh, Corey. Oregon or TCU, who are you putting in? Uh, if the college football playoffs started today, I would put in TCU because they're undefeated. However, that's spread. College game days in Austin, and they are a seven-point favorite Texas to TCU. They're yeah. a seven. You want to talk about a weird-ass line. They are a seven-point favorite to the undefeated number four team in the country in the same state as that team. I would put TCU in this week. I love that Oregon question, Corey. I always we give you wow. grief. College football are your best questions, way better than your NBA questions. Oregon uh, it, I like you can't just compliment him. It's like, you're a piece right. of crap. They used to do that with you. Call. I, never, I never agree with LeVac, but I'll give him <laughs> this one. Uh, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. They're better than USC. They're better than UCLA. And Bo Nix is fantastic this season. Good for Bo Nix, huh? Yeah. Good for him. Got out of Auburn. Ran the hell out of there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm going to do this last question. And then, by the way, can you talk to Ryan McCarthy? He keeps trying to get us to plug his stupid show. No, Ryan, we're not doing it. We're not. Oh. You got to put a, if you put a question there, I might plug your show. Have you listened to Have a Donut? <laughs> 
Right. It's a, he's, he's someone that has no request, oh, credentials yeah. required. Post-game so. show. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Instacam. Did you guys see back nine Bry in his Ariel costume? I did not. Thank God. Thank God I didn't see it. So this so for you guys who don't know, like first of all, I have I, I he's he was our intern. Um I love that he has no shame. I love it. Good for him for, for that. But I, I, where, where do I go with that? You know what I mean? Like what do where do I where do I what do I do? He's, he's still the same kid who was an intern for us at the track who I said, yeah, if you want to have a beer or two. And then 15 minutes later, he's shit-faced. And it's like, all right, just stand in the corner. <laughs> and he's oh, wearing a guy, an old guy's idea. Yeah, I'll say this about Ryan Radigan. I, I know he's going to embrace this if he hears this at some yeah. point. Not only was our intern who he loved, but we hired him as a producer. And he will fully admit he had no idea how to run the board. I don't think there's anybody who struggled right, for, more for with running board a board games, than yeah. him. And it wasn't his thing. Then he was going to do some type of on-field. Like, he always was a part of the Empire Games, but I don't think he, like, wanted a task. I think he just wanted to do him. Like, right. he, he feels like he is this yeah. new breed of media. I don't even know what we call this. Brian Radigan is Brian Radigan. Not John Longton, but I feel like him and John He's Longton like a fall into that. influential influencer. Yeah, right? I mean, so. he's like, the influencer makes you think, like, people are going to do stuff, right? Like, so, like, if... Um, Gaz is somewhat of an influencer right now because he talks about Lily and David Fine Jewelers and then people do shop at Lily and Fine Jewelers. I can't imagine Brian Radigan going with anything like, hey, you know what? If you want to dress like the Little Mermaid. And by the way, uh, let's speak about this Little Mermaid thing real quick. Okay. Can we just get into this real for one second? I know it's I know we're running late. Anyone who was upset that the Little Mermaid was black but wasn't upset that she was a short drunk person at a kid's Halloween thing. You need to look in the mirror and live with that, okay? You need to do that. I don't care what color Little Mermaid is, but she shouldn't be a four-foot-nothing former intern of the Vac and Gaz. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, go out and vote today, all right? Yeah. This is the problem with the country. Right. Yeah, you want to fix this country? Vote, or else there could be short, weird dudes who dress like jockeys one week and Ariel the next. And if you're listening on the audio side and you're listening on a Wednesday and you already voted, thank you. And if you're listening on a Wednesday... And you didn't vote. The least you can do is Venmo me at Jeff Dash Levac some money. I think that's the, the the right thing to do for America. Yeah, you want some advice for America? At Jeff Dash Levac on Venmo. Go ahead, give yours too. I'm, I'm not. I'm. It's, it's at Tom Goss. T O M G O Z Z. At Jeff Dash Levac. At Tom Goss. Venmo us money. That's the advice. You'll feel better about yourself. <laughs>